calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello and welcome to the iGen UK podcast. It's episode 601. Can you believe that amazing Green Street special we did for podcast 600? I bet literally everyone enjoyed that. Um, Al, you were on that show. Did you enjoy it? Do you know what? I expected to have one of the worst times of my life. But actually, I quite enjoyed the film. Uh, but I also very much enjoyed the commentary and especially seeing Matt's face and the disgust mm-hmm. and disdain that you had for that movie, which yeah. if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely watch because Matt did not yeah. have a good time. Arguably better than the film. You've been here since episode one. That's crazy, isn't oh, it? I know. September oh, no. 2009. Holy exactly. shit. Well, what better time to get someone in for their first podcast? Are you telling me that I'm 600, off? <laughs> 600 episodes later, we have... Emma Matthews, who are you? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Hello. Um, so you've been here for, what, six, seven weeks already, but this is the first time you've been on the podcast. So we, we basically okay. were just making sure that you're not going to swear and do naughty yeah. stuff on the podcast. And I think you can be trusted. I mean, we yeah. normally do that anyway. That's I mean, true. I don't really, that's true. That's, I mean, it doesn't really <laughs> stop. It's not stopped me. Um, but yeah, it's lovely to have you here. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, including... Well, we should preface, actually. I'm going to, just as a warning for people... Emma's Skyward Sword is on the way from Curry's, and it could arrive any minute, so she may have to walk away and open the door. And I, although it would be a production, not disaster, it would be quite funny, I kind of want it to happen, because... The drama. You know, just a, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just exciting. waiting for the doorbell to go. I mean, is there? I can't remember the last time I was actually waiting for something to be delivered that I was really looking forward to. Do you, so that's a sad I like that feeling that's a sad <laughs> well, thing I, I just do everything like digitally now like if i get games like i never like ordered physical games anymore so they're, they're just cheaper that's why that is the because yeah, i'm true. i too yeah. am waiting for skyward sword but i think it was 38 Ooh. quid at curry's because they're special they did they had a discount code exactly and if you buy it digitally it's what 50 60 quid no thanks 
So that is that is that is quite the difference, and I, I now fully understand. We won't be talking about Skyward Sword this week, though, because as you can tell, none of us have played it yet. <laughs> but next week, I'm sure some of us will talk about the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. But yes. for now, yesterday, out of nowhere, Valve decided let's make a handheld PC console, which is a mad thing. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think they decided that yesterday. Because if they did, then no, they've no. done a whole lot of work. That, that would have been day. amazing be if they just went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if you don't know, they announced the Steam Deck, which is, I think it starts at £400, and you can, there's versions going up to around 650 700 Yeah, There's three different SKUs, different, uh, More different memory. size hard drives. Yep, and, and a, a faster SSD, I believe, on the higher priced versions. And a glass yeah. screen on the most expensive one, too. Yes, I know. Um, I haven't decided whether I'm going to get one of these yet. It basically, if you don't know what it is, the premise is basically it's a handheld PC that you can play all of your Steam library from. And they've actually stated it can do pretty much everything a PC can do. So you can use the Epic Game Store, you can use the internet. So it basically is a handheld PC. Yeah. It, uh, it's slightly does it sound too good Switch? to be true for four hundred pounds? I don't know. <laughs> well, like I, that's firstly aesthetically. Yes, I think it's functional rather than flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I do think the whole thing with I, I guess PCs in general, they just tend to be quite boxy and not particularly. You you wouldn't look at it on shelf and go, oh, I really want one of those. And mm-hmm. I think that's the same here. I'm sure it's quite nice to hold and quite nice to play, but I think the Switch looks a lot nicer. Apparently um, it's almost twice as heavy as the Switch as well, it? so it's quite heavy. Um, but yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I don't I don't dislike how it looks. I don't think it's bad, but I do find it weird how like, some people put it out, the buttons look like they're trying to escape from the edge of the <laughs> console, like they're sliding off. Like, And those the sticks just seem too high. I like my sticks to be low down. Well, they've got a lot going know. on, right? Because you've got the touchpads yeah. underneath. So it's like, how much technology can we squeeze into this? And the answer is actually mm-hmm. quite a lot, but it just means that everything's shifted around a lot. So obviously yeah. we've not held one. We don't know what it's going to be like for extended use. But I think mm-hmm. overall, like, it looks all right. And I think they've said down the line there is a dock in production that's planning to come out. They haven't detailed that yet. We don't know when it's coming out. So it will have, like, a Switch-esque dock that you can then play on your TV. That's... So it is basically a PC in your hands. But that's <laughs> the thing, right? It's like, so I don't have a PC. So is mm. does this is this designed to replace your PC at home mm-hmm. or is it designed to complement it? Like what I don't know is whether if you're playing a game yeah. on your PC, whether you can pick it up on Switch Deck and start at exactly the same spot or not. I imagine you can because it just saves in your Steam library. I mean, Emma, I believe I'm right in saying you're someone who primarily plays on PC. Am I correct? You are correct, yeah. Right. <laughs> As someone who owns a PC, does this appeal to you at all? It does. Um mainly because I'm like super lazy. So <laughs> even, even though I have like a PC set up on like our main TV in our living room, I would still consider getting this just because it's like convenient. Um, right. mm-hmm. Even at the price point, I think I would say, yeah, I probably wouldn't go for the 64 gig one because mm-hmm. it seems a bit, a bit small, a bit titchy. You can't um, do a lot with yeah. that, can you? Yeah. So I'd probably go for like maybe the next one up. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for it. Um, quite shocked to see that it's actually a thing i am slightly concerned about how heavy it is because i already find the switch pretty heavy um Mm -hmm. so i imagine like 
lugging that around isn't going to be the best experience. Yeah. I mean, the main reason I would want it is, like you said, like, I'm also quite a lazy person. Just laying on the sofa playing PC games sounds good to me like that. And also just for flights, which used to do quite a bit of, but obviously haven't been doing that for the last couple of years. But the thought of having that for a long flight is good, mainly because there are still no Persona games on Switch. So this is the mm. way I can play handheld Persona. Unless I get... I know the the PS Vita does still exist. I'm aware it's it's alive. But, you know, I want the new version of Persona 4 that's upgraded, and I want that in my hands. But also with long flights, there is... <coughs> sorry. There is the problem that they said battery life could be as little as two hours on some games, which yeah. isn't very long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, it's the same thing with the Switch in the early days. Like, I... I took mine on a flight to New York and thankfully mm-hmm. I had a battery pack which kept it going but otherwise I think I would have got less than halfway through that flight and it would have been dead so yeah I think the example they used was you could play Portal 2 for four hours I don't know why that's the benchmark but apparently you could get an extra hour or two if you played it at 30 fps so basically yeah the lower settings you play it on which makes the more sense. you'll get out of it. it of course it makes sense but I, I keep thinking about this I'm like it's the sort of thing I would love just because, you know, I'm one of these people who just likes having the newest gadgets. But at the same time, I'm like, how much would I use it? Because yes. yeah. I'm lucky enough to have a very good gaming PC in my room, which I barely use. Yeah. So, like, am I really going to use this? I mean, I think Joe made a very good point. The thought of playing just Dorf Romantic in bed sounds amazing. Like, but that is not worth, like, £500 to no, me. No, it's not. Like, because I bought Switch purely for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. There's nothing on this that I'm like, okay, right, I've got to do it. And that's that's partly Nintendo's stranglehold over its, its exclusive PCs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got a vast amount of titles on the Steam Store. The other thing I love about Steam Store is that their discounts are incredible, so you can go and buy a ton yeah. of games for not very much money. But, you know, I am, first and foremost, a console player. I would have to start all over again my games catalogue, and I just can't think yeah. of what it is on PC that I want to play enough. I know what you mean. Put, warrant that purchase. The only reason I do turn my PC on to play is if I want to play some of these games I have on console, but on Mac setting yeah. as yeah, good yeah, as yeah. they can look. But you're not going to get this on this thing. Like you're not going to be able to play Flight Sim on Max settings. No. Like well, also, I'd, I'd argue that playing Flight Sim on that tiny screen is not. not it's kind of taken just... taken away from it a bit. But, but apparently, because yeah. um, I, I was reading some of the content, the content that we've got on IGN and um, they had like Jedi Fallen Order running on high settings. So it's decent, yeah. but not obviously max. Yeah. That, like the one thing it's made me realize is that God, if they did another PlayStation portable where I could transition them, my PS5 yeah. games onto that, I would be well up for that. Well, one thing I'm wondering is because I recently wanted to try and get into Valorant because I feel like it's the sort of game I would yep. be into. I booted it up on my, uh, PC, but I'm just such a rookie with a mouse and keyboard that it's embarrassing. Like I mm. used to when I was a lot younger, I used to be okay with it, but I just can't use a keyboard anymore. I'm okay with the mouse, like aiming wise, but just the movement I have to like I'd need to sit down with it for a good couple of weeks to get back into it. But that game has no controller support. You can't play it with controller unless you're doing loads of like round the houses like ways right. of doing that. Because it's not meant to be played with a controller. How will that can you play Valorant on this because this mm. obviously is just a controller essentially i don't know how that's going to work a game's no, going to have to 
release specific Steam Deck controller options? I, I don't know. What, what do you tend question. to use when you're playing PC, Emma? Do you, are you mouse and keyboard or are you controller? Usually mouse and keyboard, especially for like FPSs, yeah. yeah I can't yeah. play FPS on a controller at all. It's so bad. Because <laughs> um, that's the thing. How's that yeah. then gonna, how are you going to make that switch from you know, going onto the Steam Deck and then picking up? Or, or maybe you just don't. You just use it for completely different games where controllers are more suited, maybe. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Oh. Like, I'm interested to see how these trackpads are because on the Steam controller, I wasn't a massive fan of the trackpad mm. that was on that. So... I'm hoping that this is going to be like next iteration of that a lot, you know. They've mm-hmm. I hope, hopefully they've improved it. Well, speaking about what games you play, Emma, this is the perfect chance. I was going to do it right at the start before we jump straight into the Steam Deck, Steam Deck even. It's the time to ask the big three questions on your IGN UK podcast debut. Oh. Question number 1. What is your favorite game of all time? Of all time. Okay, it's been tricky. I've been thinking about it cuz yeah. You did warn me this was going to come up. <laughs> um, I was I th- kind. Yeah, exactly. That was very nice of you, yeah. Um, it's always tricky to pick, like, your one game. I think mm-hmm. if I had to, I'd have to say it's Dark Souls. I love Dark Souls. Um, there we go. Yeah. I think I just, I love the world. Like, I love the combat. Um, it's the game that I've, like, picked up and, like, restarted more than any other game. Like, you can always yeah. sort of come back to it and just feel like, oh, yeah. This is like comfy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have to be my best one. If I could only pick one. Like weirdly, you can only pick one. That is the rule. Uh, <laughs> I went to see an osteopath this morning. Uh, I know you've heard this story, but my... Uh, no, tell me more. But like, he asked me what I did and we were talking about it, And his favourite games are the Soul series. And it's always one of those series that I've looked on from the side and thought, they do look amazing. The story's heading sounds great. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely do not have the patience to sit and get through it. And so I think, mm-hmm. like, my only option, really, is because, you know, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, you should add uh, an easy mode. It's like, you know, I'm fine. Don't do that. I will just watch someone else playing it on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. But it is one of those series that uh, I would like to get into, but as a as a voyeur. Yeah. I've tried so many times with those games, and I think I finally realised... They're just, they're just not for me. And I'm perfectly happy with that now. And people, I, I appreciate them for what they are. And people that say, get good, just do my nothing. <laughs> just stop it. Yeah, it's not because I'm not good enough. I promise <laughs> you. I'm just, not, I'm just not getting the rewards that some people get out of it. Okay. Is all is what I'm realising. Um, good choice, enough. though. I think a lot of people will agree with you with Dark Souls there, Emma. Have you got a favourite film? I have. I feel like people... I don't know how people are going to react to this one, though. Okay. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> you both look really is, nervous is, now. Well, you, now you've said that, yeah. All right, so it's Back to the Future. Oh, great but, film. Fine. But part two. Ooh. That is correct, because I think Back to the Future part two is ever so slightly better than one. Okay. It goes back and forward. I mean, how do you, <laughs> how mean, do you beat that? How, how do you beat that? Well... I mean, you can't argue you, with that reasoning, I, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't <laughs> argue with that back. logic. If, why is it not called back and forward to the future? And past, back to the future past. Yeah, it's an incredible film. I mean, I feel like you could kind of almost take one and two. If you wanted, I'd allow you take one and two as a, as a double bill as your favourite film. Or maybe you just hate part one. Maybe that's what you're saying, that you just think it's an atrocious film. I love part <laughs> one as well. Part one's I don't fantastic. like three, yeah. but... 
Yeah, one and two I'd take yeah. as a double bill. But two is still yeah. slightly above for me compared to one. Is there anyone that doesn't like Back to the Future? Like, that seems like a film to me that... Have you ever heard anyone say, I don't like Back to the Future? I can't think of it, no. Is it no, called it's... Back to the Future 2? Part 2. I think it's part 2. Because yeah. they should have gone yeah. the Fast and Furious route and, like, Back <laughs> to the Future. That would have made it, like, that. Better. If it was made nowadays, that definitely <laughs> exactly. would have been what it is, and that's kind of disappointing to me. I'd, I'd like the simplicity of Part 2. Exactly. You um, know what you're saying. Not the actual film itself, because yeah. it's far from simple. Yeah. But, yeah, the sports almanac is... Whenever anyone's like, what's one piece of movie memorabilia you'd like, that's always near the top of the list, I think. So, yeah. good choice. And, finally... A TV show. All right, I've watched it recently, and then mm-hmm. I rewatched it like pretty much oh, immediately wow. after because it, I just mm-hmm. loved it so much. It was The Office, the US Office. Huh. Okay, that's. I think you'd have a lot of all these are very popular choices. I think you've done very well here. Not many people can get angry with these choices. <laughs> Again, people should get angry know, anyway. <laughs> Exactly, I know, but some people are weird, aren't they? I was going to say, I've not heard people say they don't like the US office, but that isn't true, because there are people who... I Don't get me wrong, I do slightly prefer the UK office, because it's, it's more what... I, I just love that series to death, but I also love the US office. But there are some people who are a bit stubborn about it, aren't there? And they're like, no, I'm not going to watch it. It's not the UK office. <laughs> so I, I don't think I've even watched the whole of the first season. I've watched a few episodes, which I liked, and I can't remember why... We just didn't sort of go any further with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It gets better and better as it goes as well. I mean, it does dip eventually, but, you know, there's a good, what, seven seasons in the middle that are very, very, very good. That but... is so much television. I think yeah, that just flies by, though. <laughs> they're like 20 minutes. They fly by. You can, like, you can just, just watch, like, five in a row. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're just... They are so funny. That is another brilliant choice. I did say that was the final question, but I do have one more question for you. And sadly, I do already know the answer to this. And this is what will get people very, very angry, Emma. Have you seen The Prestige? I haven't. I have not (laughs) seen it. Which I know, yeah, people are going to get mad at me. Um, I don't actually know that much about it. That's good, because the less you know about it, the better it will be, because it's... Just a phenomenal film. I mean, what do you know about it? I know what, what I want do you it think to be it about. Is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, this is a good thing. So, like, you can tell us what you think it is, and then when you go away immediately after this podcast and watch it, you can then report back to us. Okay. I mean, what what do you what do you think this film is? All right. So, I would like it to be about a group of people who play Call of Duty race into prestige <laughs> first, but I know that is not the case. <laughs> You're going to be sorely that, disappointed. Yeah, that, that would be an odd film. Um, I'd watch no, it it's... and then definitely complain about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. All I would say is, it's a Christopher Nolan film, and it's about magicians. Leave in, it at that. In Victorian London. Leave it. That's that. it. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm intrigued. It's amazing. Sure. It's amazing. You don't sound too into it. Well, no. What I'm... have you got against magicians? <laughs> But I don't, I don't know what to premise, expect. That premise doesn't really sound that good. <laughs> Victorian <sighs> magicians. So good. Oh, I'm all right, thanks. Oh, but my 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 word, are you going to be excited when you switch it on? It's. Do you like hats? There's another teaser for you. How big oh. are you into hats? Well, I can't personally. I'm not. I don't look very good in a hat. But I appreciate right. hats on other people, so I should be okay here. I think. Okay. okay. I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There, there's your homework. One day. 
watch The Prestige and we'll talk about it on this podcast because we can't talk about The Prestige enough. Um, we've got some more TV. More TV? Prestige isn't TV. How about some TV anyway to talk about? Or the TVA, if you're into that, if you've watched Loki. Oh, look at him, he's on fire. We are, <laughs> what a segue. I, I stumbled, stumbled into that one. <laughs> um, Loki, just finished. Don't worry, we're not going to spoil it, because we're not like that. We're also going to talk about Black Widow, which we won't spoil, because we're not like that. Um, I'm sure in the next week or two we'll do a full deep dive spoiler into what the end of that film and the TV show means. Yep. Probably when we get Matt back, because, let's face it, that's who we need for this. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how did we all feel about how Loki ended? I actually reviewed the last two episodes and just did my season review. I gave it an 8 overall because I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. I thought it started... Like, the first three episodes were a bit uneven, but I thought the second half of the season really mm. picked up the pace, and I really enjoyed the last episode quite a bit. Yeah, I, I thought it started strong, and it, it had me intrigued at the beginning, but I thought it mm-hmm. took a pretty heavy dip, especially yep. episode three did very little I think, for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it picked up, and I thought it finished well. Like, ultimately, though, I thought it was fun, but I didn't really mm-hmm. care that much about it. Um, okay. Uh, I thought some of the performances were great. Obviously, Tom Hiddleston was good. Um, mm-hmm. The guy who played—is it the timekeeper? I assume. Mm-hmm. Is that oh? Is the that, guy, is well, that, uh, who they the yeah the new character at the yeah uh, in the finale that yes. we won't we won't spoil okay. who they are or what they do. But the actor who plays that because even saying who the actor is is kind of a spoiler if you haven't watched yet because okay. you may. Um, but he, I thought he was phenomenal. I thought they were, he, they were great. Yeah, yeah. And like the the previous episode with all the Loki's, like it, again, the production is so good on those shows. And I know it's you know like comparing it to something like Black Widow, which is you know a proper theatrical release. There's no mm-hmm. difference, I don't think, in terms of you know how those the two are Not in production produced. values. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the two things that I thought were best about. It. I thought the performances were all very good, strong yeah. throughout, and some standout ones. And I thought just. The way the show looked was incredible. I just I love the style of it, whether it's like the sort of art deco office buildings yeah. or just the mad like almost like pearlescent oily skies they have all the time. I just I just it was really into how it looked. What did you think of it, Emma? I loved it. Like I think of the show so far, Loki's definitely my favourite. Like mm-hmm. I think it was just amazing. I really enjoyed the writing. Like you said, I wasn't a massive fan of the third episode, but other than that, I think I liked how it started. Just like the, you know, the talking in this show is good. Even when like not much is happening and the the actors are just talking to each other, I think it's great. The writing on the show is really good. And yeah, the performance is just amazing, really. Like I've just really Mm -hmm. loved it. It was kind of just like a, in ways it was almost like a high budget Doctor Who if you know what I mean. It was yeah. very like, Doctor was, Who-ish. Yeah. Like Tom, Tom Hilson was doing his Doctor Who impression, I think, which, you know, he's never, let's face it, he's never going to play Doctor Who. But, you know, that is basically his audition for it if if he ever wanted it. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought they did well to kind of wrap up some things, but obviously leave a lot of questions still unanswered. And I just like that, I think I slightly, slightly preferred WandaVision, although I don't think WandaVision ended as strongly. I just enjoyed a lot of the episodes before the end of WandaVision a lot more. Yep. I just I was into the personal struggle of Wanda's character a lot more and I, I just thought it was like a lot more heartfelt. But 
the one thing I do like about Loki compared to WandaVision and Falcon and the Wind Soldier is this feels like it has genuine repercussions for the rest of the Marvel Universe. Like, it feels like it's actually moving it along. So... Wait, so I agree with you on WandaVision. WandaVision was my is my favourite of Falcon mm-hmm. and, and those two. But my my only concern is I, I actually quite like the standalone stuff and I'm not sure okay. I'm, I'm quite ready for another massive MCU mm-hmm. chapter where it's like, oh my God, I've got to be following what's going on. And I know they're very good mm-hmm. at doing standalone stuff, but uh, it, does, it does intimidate me slightly that... Here we go, another ten-year massive. If if it makes you feel any better, I feel like we're still like maybe a, a year or so away from that really kicking off. Yeah, I feel like we've got Shang Chi soon, which still feels kind of standalone. We've got new Spider Man, which I'm sure will feed into some of this stuff yep, yep, a bit, yep. but will still yeah. be quite standalone. So I feel like when's um, the next Doctor Strange? Is that still some way off? That's next next year isn't it i think yeah and then we've got ant-man in two years um i don't think it's a spoiler to say that at the end of this season of loki they did announce season two of loki is coming so that's the reason wrapped up and that surprised me because i did think all of these tv shows were just going to be one and done tv series and that's it but they're coming back for more so yeah maybe they've now just decided loki will never have his own film he's like the tv character that kind of weaves in and out of these films in a way and I, to be honest, I, re- I like the way that that sort of connects each other because I think, you know, trying to imagine that series as a standalone movie, I think it would have mm-hmm. been a bit messy. Um, yeah. Maybe it would have been more focused, actually, because, you know, maybe you wouldn't have had that love in the middle because they would have stripped it out rather than trying to fill 40 odd minutes mm-hmm. with it. But yeah. um, I do like the way that they, they tie in together. But like I say, like, I just want some mm-hmm. just. I want some films where I can just switch my brain off for two hours and enjoy it. Well, that's a lovely segue you've left me to there, Al. Thank you very much. Let's see what you're doing. Because last week we also had Black Widow. It feels like Marvel, they're, they're kicking off again. And we had Black Widow, which came out on Disney Plus premiere, mm-hmm. uh, which you know I, I paid to watch it at home, which I, I felt very good about because I'll, I'll give them my money. <laughs> I didn't go to the cinema. I thought this was going to be the first time I'd properly go back to the cinema. But I didn't do it in the end. Uh, nah. But yeah, because I, I just want to feel a bit safer, I think. But um, yeah, why don't you kick off with Emma? How did you feel about Black Widow? I liked it overall. Um, I really liked David Harbour and Florence Pugh. I thought they like really stood out as being mm-hmm. really fun. Um, really liked their performances. I think it's not my favourite Marvel movie, but no. you know, it's it's not... It's not the worst either. I think it was just, it was good. I enjoyed it for what it was at the time. You know, it was nice to watch it on a Friday evening with a takeaway kind of a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've, I think there was a lot of action, um, which I feel like sort of, it made me kind of reminded me of Iron Man a bit in that regard of like, you know, those early like phase one mm-hmm. Marvel films. It yeah. kind of felt more like that, I think, in style. Um which was not what I was expecting, to be honest. I was, yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but I know what you mean. It was kind of, it was much more of a basic Marvel film, wasn't it? Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It was like, to be fair, it was, when you think about it, it's barely a superhero film because no one really, apart from David Harbour's Red Guardian, has any form of real, like, superpowers or super strength or anything. It's basically kind of a Bourne film or a Mission Impossible film in a Marvel skin, in yeah, a way, it did which feel I like quite a, enjoyed. did feel like a spy yeah. movie. I I didn't 
think it was quite as good as a Bourne or a Mission Impossible film, just because I think they've kind of mastered how to do those. But I I enjoyed it on the whole. I think I'm the same. I think it's a middling Marvel film, like a 7 out of 10. Like had a good time. Don't know if I'll ever really... One I'll ever really revisit or feel the need to watch again, because... It doesn't, you know, mean a lot in the grand scheme of the Marvel Universe. I agree, I thought Florence Pugh was absolutely fantastic, but then again, I think she always is, and arguably it's more her film than it is Scarlett Johansson's film. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I am... I I, I do think, yeah, like, Phase 1 Marvel film is a a good analogy, and... But I also like the fact that there wasn't an awful lot at stake. Like, I really did not like Ray Winston. <laughs> he should really give up on the accents. I don't know what he's doing. Dreadful. Dreadful. Yeah. Like, him and The Departed, if you haven't heard. Like, The Departed is one of my favourite films. I absolutely love it. But his, like, New York accent in that is is shocking. I yeah. don't know what he's doing. And, but... and it, yeah, it's the same in this. It, he just swerves from East London back to Russia <laughs> and, mm-hmm. via, you know, who knows where else. Exactly. Uh, like I said, we're not spoiling anything. We'll get around to that eventually. But I will just say I don't think they did a very good job at all with Taskmaster as a character. I feel like they've missed. Like I don't know if that character will ever return in some way, but I just don't feel they did that character service at all. Not that they're one of my favourite Marvel characters, but they were just kind of there. They didn't have a lot to do. I no. just I thought there'd be a bigger part of it. Well, like like. You know, with the sort of, I, I think they expected a bit more, or I expected a bit more of a punch when mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk around what happens. But <laughs> it just ended up being, I was like, oh, I could see that coming quite a long way mm-hmm. ahead of it happening. So, yeah. It's, I think it's good. I feel like I was, I, it started off a bit oddly. I quite like the title sequence, but then they have this weird sort of like, like, acoustic-y, dreamy cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, which was quite bizarre. Um, But, you know, just to let you know, we are in the 90s right now. They're just driving that point home. Um, Also... then, obviously... Go on. I was going to say, the number of vodka shots they do as well. It's like, we get it! You're Russian! (laughs) Russian. Jesus Christ! But, yeah, I I just enjoyed that sort of family dynamic they have of Scarlett Hansen, Florence Pugh, David Harmer and Rachel Weisz. That was just a fun seeing them together. Not that they're together for too long, but, you know, it's fun. I think that just sums it up, really. It was a fun film. Yeah. Kind of, no, not throwaway, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not dying to ever watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was fine. Uh, And also, you know, there is a post-credit scene we won't spoil, but that may have repercussions for things to come later on mm-hmm. uh what else do we have on this running order emma it's your turn again to speak you've been playing through the metroid games i'm guessing because you're looking forward to metroid dread that's exactly why um i'd never played through them before either so i was like when metroid dread was announced i was like oh i should probably see what's mm-hmm. going on with samus um it's been great like yeah i've played like one two three four um I've really enjoyed, um, I played Zero Mission. I didn't play like the original, original Metroid Mm -hmm. because a lot of people say that that is like very difficult. And um, (laughs) yeah, I didn't fancy that much of a challenge. Um, But yeah, I love Zero Mission. I think Zero Mission and uh, Fusion are my standout ones. So like, they're like the bookend at the beginning and the end Mm -hmm. um, so So far. I'm not, I'm not really that familiar with Metroid. It's, It's, I think, similar to, well, sounds like you're well into it now but you were beforehand like it's a series i've never gone into i've played super metroid and that's the only one <laughs> like right. i'm i'm i don't know samus's story at all 
So I'm thinking maybe I do drop in, but then again, like it's just the sort of game that's never done a lot for me. Like I look, I look at Metroid Dread and where lots of people are going, this looks amazing. I'm looking at it going, it looks fine to me. Like I just don't think it's my cup of tea. But maybe uh, I'm wrong. I, I thought, don't know. I thought Dread looked fantastic, but equally, I, I have no history with the game. What are you actually playing them on? Are they on Switch or? So they're all split up, which is very awkward if you actually right. want to play them. So Zero Mission, <clears throat> excuse me, and Fusion were both on Game Boy Advance. But you can play them on the Wii U um, right. through mm. the virtual console. Oh, and yeah, I know already. It's like, <laughs> oh, please just release them all on one thing. Uh, Super Metroid is on the Switch, so you can play that on there. Um, if okay. you've got like the online subscription, you get the virtual console stuff. So that's right, cool. Right, 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 right. That's a bit too hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's a lot of effort if you want to play him. Um, I have but no idea. it's worth it, I would say. I would say right. it's definitely I, worth it. I, I feel like the ones I've always looked at, the ones I would enjoy, would enjoy a Metroid Prime, and I've never played Metroid Prime, but I feel like that's because that's more of an SP, uh, SPS, FPS. Mm. Um, that may be because that's more what I'm into than the, I'm going to use the word, a Metroidvania sort of game. I'm just you know side scrollers like that they've just never really done it for me like i don't know why not a big I know fan they're of kind Castlevania. of not massively i know they these are like massive like uh, core pillars of yeah. like what game design is but these games like i've never i don't know they've just never really grabbed me that much did you I ever don't know play shadow complex no i didn't that's a very good i haven't game. either I think it's game. because, you know, a lot of these games came out, like, just before I was really bought. Like, they're just not my... Like, growing up, these weren't the games I was playing, right. if you know what I mean. So yeah. I'd have to go back and maybe maybe I will jump into Metroid and give it a proper go because, you know, the closest I can get to play Metroid was I remember playing the Earthworm Gym game on my Game Boy Advance. I feel like that's really the a real like similarity that's the analog of is my it? age for oh. yeah for metro when, when they were doing the, on the on the game boy advance and they were doing the mood board for dread they yeah, had that exactly. up on the board it's like yeah we want that in there as well earthworm gym <laughs> with alien that's what we there want you go. and i feel like they've almost they've nailed it you're also looking forward to skyward sword have you played skyward sword before Emma? <clears throat> excuse me um sorry my hay fever is really bad right now um it's that time of year, isn't it? Oh it God! Is, it's horrible. There's a horrible tree outside as well that I'm sure is like <laughs> the main cause. Burn it! Yeah. Burn it down! It's massive though, and I'm sure it's protected. <laughs> it's really annoying. <laughs> so what you're saying is, if it was a little bit smaller, you would burn it down. I'd go. take it on. I'd definitely <laughs> take it on. Take it on. That's actually going to punch it. You punch a tree to death. Wrestle it. I would like to see that. Yeah. As the postman walks up with Skyward Sword, there's just this weird woman punching a tree. Yeah. Uh, Don't mind me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, have, you, have you played Skyward Sword? I haven't. I haven't played it before. So I'm really excited because for me, it's like I'm getting a new Zelda game this year. Mm. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried not to look into like too much. I have like a good idea of what it's about, but I've tried to sort of steer clear of everything. So when I go in, I'll be nice and fresh. Hmm. Yeah. Sky, I'm I'm the same as Skyward Sword. It's one that passed me by as well. I don't, Al, have you played it? Before? So I I played it a bit. Um, I think I got to the first dungeon. Like mm-hmm. again, I'm not an expert, but I found the the whole overworld thing a bit painful. Um, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what that because obviously this was the precursor for Breath of the Breath of the Wild, and a lot of the ideas that you see in Breath of the Wild are coming from yeah. this. So I'm I'm interested to go back and see it, and obviously try and rein my expectations in because it's not going to be Breath of the Wild. 
but no. any Zelda game is a bonus. So yeah, and it's coming just before the weekend, which is a nice thing. Exactly. Nice hot sunny weekend. The... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly, and with those motion controls as well, get a sweat on just like using oh. your sword. Is that? I, I, yeah? I think that was the other thing. Like, the plan on the Wii U where it forced you to do that stuff. So like, please don't. Cause, cause I'm excited it for it. Yeah, I, I am too, but not for the motion controls. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I've not been really playing anything new this week. I've been carrying on Mass Effect. I'm deep into Mass Effect 2. It's very, very good. Everyone already knows that, so I'll stop boring people with that. I've what been, I have um, been doing... Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, I was, I've been... My, my first experience of Animal Crossing because I bought it for oh, my no. daughter because oh. she um, she had uh, she was sent home from school because the bubble closed because of COVID and whatnot so I thought I'm going to treat mm-hmm. you to Animal Crossing and so I've been sitting there and watching her play it but it is one of those things I was like so what have you got to do and it's like nothing really just got to go and collect exactly. some rocks and I was like is that it and yeah <laughs> I think think that's it and she's got a lovely little house with all the things that she's collected and she spends hours arranging it and it's like actually I want all of my fish over here and it's like mm-hmm. it's not for me but she's having a nice time yeah I mean, I was like the first couple of months it was out I was well into it like every day checking in on everyone doing everything I haven't gone to my island in over a year now and I'm I'm scared of what I'll see when I get back right. I, I don't know what it's <laughs> gonna look like I don't know who's gonna be alive I, I don't know what like what's gonna be going on there Maybe I should jump back in just to see how if, if everyone hates me or they're just like, where where have you been? The apocalypse. Where have you been? <laughs> we missed <Yeah>. you. <laughs> exactly. I don't think they'd miss me, but you know, maybe they've set everything on fire. Maybe they've been punching trees. I don't know what they've been doing on that island. Some some weird stuff, probably. Yeah. But what I have been doing to fill my time is rewatching The Sopranos because my God, if it isn't, if it uh, maybe it's not quite as good as Mad Men, but it might be tied for me as the best TV show ever. Like, mm. If you've seen The Sopranos, you know why. And I think it's one of those that you always tell people to watch and some people watch it, some people don't. But it's always whenever you see like top 10 TV shows of all time, The Sopranos is normally, if it's not number one, it's very near being number one. It's like, always that and The Wire. People exactly. Gonna... And I really like The Wire, but The Sopranos blows it out of the water for me. And I think it's mainly because... The Sopranos is just... I think it surprises people how funny it is. It's genuinely very funny, like, all the time. And that's why I love it so much, that it's just... It's got everything. It's... if Like, the the lazy way of saying it is you've basically got 80 to 90 hours of Goodfellas. And if you like Goodfellas, you'll love The Sopranos. And Tony Soprano is maybe the best TV character of all time. And we lost James Gandolfini too soon. Yeah. And don't make me start crying, because... 51 is no age, Alex. 51 Don't is no say age that. Jesus man. Christ. <laughs> I'm counting but, um, down to the end of my time on this planet. Yeah. Jesus. But I just wanted to tell people, if you haven't watched The Sopranos, it's all on Now TV. If you don't have Now TV, I'm sure there's plenty of ways to watch it. So Just watch it. Again, you saying 80 to yes. 90 hours immediately so, yeah, terrifies you've me. Got, like, oh. You've got six seasons of it, and the first five seasons are 13 episodes each. Then the sixth season is it was kind of they did the like split into two jobs, so there's twenty three episodes in the last season of an hour but each, fifty minutes, yeah. But if believe me, once you put one on, you just want to watch the next because they are the master at leaving it on just like what is going to happen next each time. And I will say, season one is still very good. 
it's a little they're still kind of finding their feet as a lot of tv shows do it kind of like the pacing's a little uneven you're not quite getting what the show is but from the start of season two onwards it is just mm. like five stars after five star episode it is just unbelievably good and i think the main reason why i want people to watch it if you haven't is the prequel film the many saints in newark is out in a couple of months i think october maybe november and it looks amazing they've actually got james gandolfini's son to play him in the film which is amazing he looks so much like him it's absurd i hope he's a good actor (laughs) but (laughs) um but yeah i just i'm like me and uh creeper are watching it rewatching it at the same time together and we're just constantly messing about it just and that's the one thing we've taken away from it like the first time we watched it didn't realize how funny it was because i think once you grow up you realize like a lot of the issues they're having although they're kind of in the mafia are just very normal family issues and that's what makes it so good that yeah it's pretty much it's like mad mail so it's like a family drama like a family comedy as much as it is like a violent gangster thing right so yeah I, think, I, I can't recommend it enough to anyone. I think if I still was commuting and had that sort of hour commute, mm-hmm. well, two hours each day, I would absolutely rattle through it. But not having mm-hmm. that, it's, you know... I know what you mean. It's it's. I don't sit at the TV for that long. Especially if you have kids. You can't yeah. pop the Sopranos. No, kids no you definitely around. can't. No. <laughs> no. And that's but, like, yeah, at least, I, you know, going back to Zelda, I actually might try and sit there and play that with Ed. Um, well, <laughs> him watch me, because frankly... He'll yeah. be shit at it, so... Um, That's just harsh. harsh that is him. very harsh. Look, I know the expects. I know the level of ability in my children. Uh, and I will just be sitting there watching going like, oh, come mm-hmm. on, you can do better. See, so. I was going to do... I was going to go, oh, because if you know who Paulie Walnuts is, who's one of the best characters in The Sopranos... <laughs> Paulie Walnuts. Well, anytime he t- Paulie Walnuts <laughs> is his name. He just goes, oh, all the time, and it's the best thing, because okay. who doesn't... Love Paulie Walnuts. Um, <laughs> I don't know who doesn't know. <laughs> if you knew who Paulie Walnuts was, oh, you'd be smiling even more. And right I, I love Paulie Walnuts it's like, so much. It's like Bother all over again. I didn't know who Bother was, and now I do. Um, exactly, Bother from Green Street for the uninitiated. Yes. There, not quite the same level of of, of rounded character as Paulie How Walnuts. Dare you. But you know, <laughs> if Bother was in The Sopranos, maybe it would be an even better show. <laughs> who knows? That's the um, spin-off nobody wants. Exactly. Um, talking of spin-off, nobody wants. Should we do a? Should we do an endless search? Yes, let's go on then. Inside, it's a UK Adrian crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ones and twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah. And ones and twos, we got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got question for you. Is the endless search? I have an endless search for both you, Alex, and Emma. This oh. is kind of a riff on one we've been doing recently where, you know, we've been saying a topic and people have to say, like, a low Metacritic score or a low Rotten Tomatoes score and uh, scoring game or film and whoever gets the lowest one wins the point. But I'm doing a twist on it. We're going to po- focus on the positive stuff and we're going to... I want you to... Basically, I'm going to say a game. So say I said a game made... A PlayStation exclusive, for example. Yeah. And then I want both of you to name a game you think has the highest Metacritic score. Ooh, so we're going okay. for the highest Metacritic score. So the best game you can think of, basically, that fits in these categories that I've decided. And I've got five here, so there's five points to play for. If, by some weird miracle, 
there's a tie, you both pick the same score for one, then I'll go for your second choice for each of those. And I'm not doing any bonus points or anything, it's just simple. Five categories, five points to play for. And okay? are we taking turns to go first? Or we are writing? taking okay, turns. Fine. So Emma will get first choice on the first one. Okay. Ooh, and the pressure. Alternate. I know. So the first one is, I want you to think of basically the top scoring Metacritic game where you use a bow and arrow. Okay. Any game where you use a bow and arrow, and I want the top Metacricket's cricket Metacricket. That's a new site for all your cricket fans out there. Let me know when you have one. I have one. I'm trying to think of one. Oh, Al's putting the pressure on you. Has <laughs> one. Oh. Please don't. I'm pretty it. sure you use a bow and arrow in this. Um, the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. <gasps> Going with Ocarina. There was plenty of options there. That's the one I was going to say. God damn it. Uh... Okay, Al. What, what, what's your choice? You've, you've been done. You've been done in, uh, is what's happened. I have been done. Cause I'm that's, sorry. That's, <laughs> I do think that is the highest. Me, is it? <laughs> uh... <laughs> that is one of the most lauded games of all time, isn't it, when you think about it? So that is hard to beat. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, What was the other one? That, what was the remake one that they did? A couple of years ago. You're going for the remake? No, it? no, but that one is really, <laughs> is, is much loved. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. T- but mm-hmm. to the point where I can't even remember what it was called. Uh, I'm going to, it's not right, but I'm going to say Breath of the Wild. It's going oh. Breath of the Wild. I think yeah, that's some, still good. Yes, but some people still, didn't still like it. I'm going to go with ours first. So Legend of Breath of the Wild does get a 97 out of 100 on Metacritic. Oh, it does. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64, 99 Whoa. out of 100. Whoa. That I think that's pretty much unbeatable. Like, 99, that's absurd. That means basically no critics didn't give it a 10 out of 10. It is like, very good. I've never played it. Uh, really? But I've been waiting, it's one of those, I've been waiting for them to re-release it on Switch or, like, you know, a HD version. Surely they'll do that one day, Surely. But they have to, right? The 3DS version was good. Yeah, I played it on 3DS and I liked it. Yeah. I want want a shiny new Switch version. Anyway, that is one point to (sighs) Emma. It's a good start. It's a good start. All right. Um, The second... This one you may have to think a little bit harder on. I want a game that its title is made up of just one word. Okay. So it's a one-word title of a game. And Al gets first choice on this one. Oh my god, I'm really struggling to think of this. This is hard. <laughs> I always think of this. It's quite hard. Like I could think of some, but I don't know how high their Metacritic no. scores would be. Oh, I've got one. Oh, he's got one. Do you want me to go? Are you ready? Right, let's, 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 wait, let's wait for it. Let's give it a few seconds. Before we really... Just one word. Up. On any system, Just right? Just one word. Any any game that has a one-word title. Oh, okay. I think I've got one. Okay. Okay. Go, go, go on now. Portal. Oh, that's, that's a good, good one. That's a good one, that. that is, I didn't, I'm, even, I'm I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, let me... Uh, I say I didn't even think of like Like I'm the, the master <laughs> of this. Like Even I didn't think of Portal. Um, Portal Portal has a Metacritic score. I good. can't confirm yes. that. Um, Emma, what's your choice? 
I'm going to go with Metroid. Oh, just Metroid. Just Metroid. Hopefully it's Ooh, on there. Do you know what? I, th- I think I'm going to have to ask for enough on because I don't think Metacritic was scoring games that came out that early. Oh, okay. Is... Um, I'm trying to think of one now because I did not yeah, have a backup that's... one. You're not going to say this one, but literally the only game I could think of when I came out with this was Black. Oh, the, I was like, that's not going to score that high. But I, I, I like that the game. The only other one... Well, I won't say the other one I was going to say. Yeah. Well, you can have it because it's not going to be... Oh, I know. I've got another one that... that um, yeah. Portal's going to be very hard to beat, Ali. Does it count if it's like <laughs> two words, but they're spelt as one word? What, like half I don't know what that means. So, like, I'm thinking of, I like... I think hy- I'll, I'll count hyphenated words if what? that's what we're asking for. Shut up! That's, <laughs> you can't have Half-Life. Okay, no, I wasn't going to pick half I was going to pick Soul Calibur because it's, like, That is one... Together. It is spelled as one word. Yeah, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Uh, like, you'd say it's Soul Calibur, but, like... <laughs> what I yeah, do, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting Soul... I'm counting Soul Calibur. All right. Okay. Thank you. Um, but mainly just to think put you out of your pain because you're not going to beat Paul to life. Prey was the other I one I could, think so. I could come up with. Oh, Doom. Doom's a good <laughs> oh, one. Oh, Doom. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. This, well, here we go. Yeah, Doom would have been a good one. Um, Portal scores a 90 out of 100. Huh. But Soul Calibur on Dreamcast scores a 98. Shut up! <laughs> Soul Calibur is not better we than We gave Portal. it what a 10 flip? out of 10, the oh number one God. reason to buy a Dreamcast. Oh, that's high praise. Is it definitely <laughs> one word? It is spelt one word. Okay. Yeah, it's Soul All Calibur right. spelt one word. All right, I will accept that then. What did Doom get? Uh, the original Doom or Doom 2016? Either. Either. <laughs> uh, 2016 one has an 85. Huh. Um find the original one i don't know if the original one again was that too early right for, uh, probably was i did not expect yeah. soul caliber to beat portal 98 it literally just that came into my head and i was like yeah sure let's go with that there <laughs> we go that's that's mad that's well like you've got a 99 uh, and 98 that's pretty good going wow that is well let's see if we can keep it up okay. so number three is i want you to think of and by the way, we can't double up on any of these. So if you've already said it for one answer, you can't have it again okay, for another. Um, okay. Any FPS game with a campaign. So no multiplayer only. FPSs. Oh, no multiplayer at all? It can have multiplayer, but the game has to have a oh, campaign. Oh, okay. Right. Sorry. It, okay. Can't be, it can't be multiplayer only FPS. Right. Fine. Okay. Is it me first? Yeah. It is you first. I'm going to go with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2. Okay. I have two, but I am going to go for Half-Life 2. I will... That is a a good one. Let me... uh, Just... It's hard to search on sometimes. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Call G Modern Warfare 2 is a 94 on Metacritic. Uh-huh. Oh, I think you might Half-Life 2 is a 96. Ooh. It's a close oh. one. But Al takes it with Half-Life 2. 2-1. That's what the that's what the audience wanted, a close game. They didn't want a 3-0. So my so. other one was going to be Modern Warfare, but Modern Warfare 1 
What's that? Modern Warfare 1, yeah. I don't know which one would it I mean, they were both very good, weren't they? Uh, got Modern Warfare 92, it looks like. Is so it? Slightly lower. Uh-huh. There you go. All right. Um, so, 2 1 to with 2 to play. The fourth one is a game with a colour in its title. Uh, okay. I think I use this one for films, but I'm bringing it back for games. A colour in its title. Um, so you get a bonus if there's two colours in the title. Now you you're just bonus, showing off. I'll be, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be impressed. I think I know exactly what exactly. game you're thinking of there. Um, I think the, the two colours may be the only words in its title, pretty much. Um, but Al, it is for you to go first. Uh, oh, gosh, that's the only thing that's coming into... Well, apart from the one that you said earlier. So I'm going to go black and white. Going black and white. Say colours or shades. Mm. <sighs> Definitely colours. Uh, uh, Emma, have you got one? Maybe. Uh... Oh, I've just thought of another one. Damn it. I, they, I mean, I've, I've got... This is one where I had, I think, quite a few good ones. Okay, so it has a colour in it, but it's like... I'll just say it. Golden eye. Does that count? Because it's got gold in it. Do you know what? I'm going to take that because that is outside the box thinking. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I like that. Uh, on the N64, I presume. Because yes. there are different versions. Okay. See, I thought... I've lost this. You, you may well have. Um, <laughs> I was going to go for like Pokemon Red or Pokemon oh, Blue. God, or I didn't even think that. Red Faction. I didn't yeah. think of that. Wow. Red Faction. Yeah. <laughs> um, Al, black and white. 90 out of 100. Mm. People liked black and white. Yeah. GoldenEye, though. 96 out of 100. Oh. GoldenEye is a game people very much enjoyed, including me. Yeah. That means, Emma, 3-1. You have won the game. You have won. Can I but s- there is one more, one more point to play for. Exactly. Probably not. See, Emma, you were worried before this. You said you don't want to embarrass yourself. I told you you had this. I was I really nervous that I was just going to like <laughs> completely draw a blank and just forget every every game ever made. Uh, you haven't done that. Well, we've got one more, which is kind of it's narrowed down a lot. It just you know it it could be quite a tight one. This simply any Mario game, any game with Mario in the title is what I want. Mm. So I'm not counting Super Smash Bros. because Mario is not in the title. Okay. But is in the game. All right, and it is Emma to go first on Mario. I'm just going to go. Bear with... in mind, uh, yeah, older games may not be on here. <laughs> I'm just going to say Mario Odyssey. Go with Mario Keep Odyssey. Keep it nice and simple. <laughs> exactly, a game people enjoyed. Uh, so, Al, what have you got for? I've got three. And I think they're <laughs> oh arguably three of the greatest games ever made. So Super Mario World, Super mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy, or Super Mario 64. I think Mario 64 will have the highest Metacritic. Super Mario 64. I think, I think you're right. See, I think it will. What you've kind of do, done there, Al, is um, show your hand a little bit right. in case there was a tie, which oh. there could easily have been, I told you, but you've picked the wrong one, oh, unfortunately. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey has a 97 on Metacritic. Super Mario 64 has a 94. I can tell you that both Super Mario Galaxy games had a 97, though, so if oh. you picked either of those. What about Mario World, or was that too early? That might have been too early. Let me have a look. Because that is a good game. 
I think what uh, we're basically showcasing here yeah, it is doesn't that have a score. Metacritic is fundamentally broken. Oh, yeah. I would never use Metacritic <laughs> sure. as, as an actual resource. But, you know, it's good for if you want to make a silly little game. I know. But no. like, if, if, it yeah. was, if it was good, then I would have won. So, you know, I think that's... It's, exactly, because oh, your taste does... Exactly, your taste prevails. I, I am um, the barometer four, of good taste. Exactly. 4-1 to Emma. But I don't think that tells the whole tale. It was a tight game. It was well contested. And just, just thank you both for playing. Well done, Emma. It was, it was Congratulations. Good. Your thank debut you. and you're a winner. Exactly. That Thank means you. I have I to like, that I feel like you went easy on me a little bit. <laughs> no, I, like, I, don't know. I I dislike playing games because my mind does <laughs> go blank. Uh, and that means I have to leave the podcast forever now. So, Oh, right. well, we've got Emma now, so we don't, we don't need you. Else, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, been a good run. Yeah, exactly. Should we get to some feedback? Yes. Emma, you've got the first piece of feedback. And I believe, lucky for you, it's another Japanese onsen story isn't that good it's amazing okay. <laughs> let's, let's do it <laughs> okay so this is from alex fisher hey there street sharks i don't know where like, that okay. is not a re- like i know the street sharks the <clears throat> cartoon i don't think we've ever re- referred to ourselves as the street sharks but if we are doing that i would like to be hammerhead i've never seen street sharks Am I the only one here who knows about Street Sharks? I think are they toys? Are. They were a cartoon. I think they must have done toys okay. with them as well. But they they were like a yeah, like a morning cartoon. It was like four. It was like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right. but they were sharks. Okay. So there was a hammerhead, and yeah, I, I, I want to be hammerhead. Is well, what that, I'm saying. What, what were okay. the other ones? Was one called Great White? Oh, do you know what? I Basking. can't remember. Let me find the name of the Street Shark. Tiger. I can only remember. I can't think of any other. A blue Is there shark. a leopard shark? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let me just. I'm gonna very quickly. The characters. God, this is. I, I should thief. know these. Uh, 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 uh. Should you know these? No. So the the hammerhead shark was called Jab. Oh. Uh, then there was Ripster, the Great White. Uh, Streaks, who was a tiger shark, and Big Slamu, who was a whale shark. Um, <laughs> so they were. They could. They turned into sharks. It, it was. It was was it good? In my head, it was very good. But you're basically <laughs> If you went back, though, would it, it hold a, up? <laughs> a pound shop TMNT. I don't know. Yeah, I, I preferred it to TM- okay. TMNT, but maybe I'm a moron. Anyway, uh, please do carry Sorry, on. Yes. <laughs> hey there, street sharks. Now that I know what they are. <laughs> I wanted to drop a line just to say that listeners need not fear all old men in Japanese onsens. In 2019, good. yeah, there we go. That's that's a good start. Um, in 2019, I took a trip to Japan with a friend. We both fell in love with onsens, but being different sexes, each bath was a solo experience. Okay, probably <laughs> probably smart. Um, in one, I found myself at the wash stools. You have to wash yourself at a little basin and stool before you actually get into the bath. Wise. Yeah, yeah, you know. You want to be sure, don't you? Um, (laughs) Sitting next to an ancient man who smiled and said konnichiwa. He then spoke some rapid Japanese and made a gesture with his sponge. Okay. Taking my dumb silence for accent, he he proceeded to scrub my back for me. That's kind. It's lovely. And maybe a bit forward, but kind. I'd be freaked out at that point. Really? I'd I'd love it if an old Japanese man just decided to wash me. That's nice, yeah. 
As the suds were applied, I love the how like, I love how this is written by the way. As the suds were applied, I did my best not to show any shock. And once he was done, I hesitantly made the gesture with my sponge. He declined. <laughs> having already done his own scrubbing and moved off to the bus. Later on, Mars having a soak, he came and leaned right over my bath to shake my hand and say goodbye. I thanked, I thanked him with my best phrase book Japanese and again in English for good measure. What a top gent, helping me, a lone stranger, to wash my back so I didn't have that awkward arm stretch thing. 10 out of 10 would recommend Alex in Cumbria. It was a lovely story. See, I bet at the start of that you were a little bit worried that I'd, I'd stitched you up there with, with a creepy story of an old man in a Japanese bath. Whereas what it was was a lovely tale of one man wash, washing another. That is actually very lovely and very unexpected. <laughs> mm, mm. Al, well, you it, sound like you wouldn't enjoy that experience. It's not for me, no. I'm going okay. to pass on that, thanks very much. Would you let me wash your back? Absolutely not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you, what, so you'd, would, you, would you rather the strange old no, Japanese man No, I'll wash it me? myself, thanks. I'll do You'll the awkward arm thing. I don't, you know, it's part of the onsen, just, you know, just enjoying each other's company. And... Well, but he didn't want it. He didn't want it to be reciprocated. So is it part of it? Mm, I don't know. That's true. But he said he'd already, he'd already done it himself. You don't, you don't want to over scrub your back, do you? Yeah, you true. don't, you don't want to do that. You don't make it all like, you know, I don't painful. feel like my, my back course, is particularly yeah. dirty anyway. Like, no, yeah. well, you've as we, as we know, you've been to the osteopath, and your back's not in great exactly. shape. So, I, and exactly. do you know what? I have been applying my own sort of painkiller cream to it, doing the awkward arm thing. Maybe I need to find okay. myself a little Japanese Onsen. man to <laughs> stick it yeah, yeah. for me. Exactly. exactly. What a treat that would be. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, why don't why didn't you read an email? <laughs> uh, this email is from Craig Watts, and uh, he says there's a disclaimer because he's been celebrating his wife passing all her exams to become an accountant, so he's a little woozy. He has to agree with Matt's recent opinions on Halo because he too has been re-dipping his toes into the series. And his seven-year-old boy has got into it recently and they've been playing through the series. He's on level three of oh, Halo lovely. 2. See, he doesn't believe his son would be shit, Al. He's believed in his son. Yeah, well, that's seven, you see. He's got, the, he's got one year's edge. I'm hoping that my okay. boy is going to go from a rookie to a pro in a year. That's my plan anyway. He's got a hell of a regime coming up in the summer holidays. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, also had the frustration of many levels looking the same. Absolutely, God, I remember that. Uh, but the biggest annoyance was the handling of the warthog, which was more sluggish than his reactions typing this email. So they restarted the level countless times. But he's got a question more for Dale. Well, that's unfortunate because he's not here. Yeah, he's uh, not. Because Dale is a completionist. Yes, he is. Um I asked this as I got a flashback today, weirdly, to years ago playing The Addams Family on SNES, which was a solid 2D platformer if memory serves, but nostalgia can be a tricky thing. <laughs> in Adam's Family, you have four to five levels you can complete in any order to unlock the final level, which is a massive step up in difficulty. And the lives gained throughout the playthrough weren't enough to get to the end. Uh, apparently, Adam's Family brazenly copies Mario and that you can bottom bounce on it's enemies. a review of Adam's Family. <laughs> Without, without touching the ground to gain lives. And he found a spot on the water level that he could stay there and the enemies would continuously spawn so he could basically uh, pile up cheap lives. He finished all the other levels and when he got to the underwater level, jammed a snooker queue. What? Sorry? When I got Blair. to the underwater level, jammed a snooker queue, half size, I was young then, onto the jump button and under my desk. That kept me afloat. 
Oh my god, right. So he did some kind of like jerry rig on his console yeah. to keep doing it, keep jumping to to gain extra lives while he was at school. Using a half size Oh stu- my god. Uh, unfortunately, the, the maximum lives was only 99. But still, he got to 99 lives and he attempted the last level and he managed to get to it, although it took him down to sort of 30 to 40 lives. So he used 60 wow. lives to finish that, that one level. Hard. Oh my god. Um, uh, and then he also includes a recent pick he took uh, when he went to Felix, though, on the importance of respecting the sea. Um, it just says respect, respect the sea and yeah. lots of it's, other it's little... A beach, res- it's a beach warning sign in Felix, though, that says respect the sea, which, l- of course, we had to. And lots of add. offshore winds. Watch out for the offshore exactly. winds. You, you've got to respect the offshore winds not, and the sea. I say it's not just the this sea, is actually, is uh, I should. This should be a new question we have to ask everyone. Emma, do you respect the sea? I respect it so much that I will not go near it. <laughs> oh, really? I respect not, it from a afar. Water person? Not really. Like when I was younger, I used to like swimming, um, and you know, mm-hmm. you go paddling in the sea. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm actually but you wouldn't now. quite terrified. I I discovered while playing VR that I'm mm. terrified of whales. Okay. So <laughs> I the country played... or the. <laughs> <laughs> The animal. Cardiff yeah. Simulator VR. Oh, yeah. Swansea's terrifying. No, so, um, <laughs> whales more than sharks? Yeah, so I played um, the blue uh, like VR experience yeah. where you get to stand and the whale comes near and all of a sudden <laughs> it was like there and I could hear it like making the whale noise, right? And it was just, I just froze and like where I was in my bedroom I just kind of like fell onto the bed and like just closed my eyes like this is so scary I have no idea I was scared of whales so I can't go near the sea now even though obviously I I don't think they'd come near the beach really but no I'm still me if this is too traumatic for you but like is this like specifically like blue whales like massive what is it the size do you think is that is that what's so scary I think it is the size yeah. yeah and like if I'm if I play any game where you're like, you can go into the sea, like, you know, in like Sea of Thieves, if you like go into the water yeah. and then you can like look up and you can see like the surface of the water above mm. you, that just fills me with dread. I don't know why. Right. I don't know what it is about. I, I don't it's know just what you really mean. I think scary. like drowning is probably top of my list of ways I don't want to die. <laughs> I, okay. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to drown. But how do you feel about, have you been to the science museum with the massive blue whale like sculpture in the middle of the room? Yeah. Can I'm, you go into that room? I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that room. Also, like whale music, wow. which is supposed to be soothing and therapeutic. I guess that's a no-no as well. well. I know where we're having our live show in a few months then, in <laughs> oh, that room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> live from the blue whale. Oh um, my gosh. Inside no. it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, you you do know you should never have told us about this because I will send you pictures of whales all oh, the time. Now. That's not very nice, is it? I feel like it's fine if it's a still still image. I can probably deal with that. <laughs> if it's, it's moving like whales. in the water with them mm. or seeing them okay. like jump out of the water. Now, I never had a problem with it until I played VR. And now it's like, mm. it's like a switch. Wow. And now I'm like, I'm scared of them mm. now. And Jeez, most of them are quite gentle, so... Well, it's quite a good feedback subject, though. If you want to write into IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com, has, has a video game ever made you discover a fear you have in real life, such as whales? Yes. So you draw. You, I just want. I just want to clarify this. So you'd much rather go face to face with a shark than a whale. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I about mean, a whale shark. Hopefully <laughs> that never happens. But yeah, yeah I think I'd be, feel yeah. more confident against the shark. Yeah. Maybe you should just never watch street sharks as well. Then again, they're not in water, so yeah, who knows? That'll be fine. Anyway, be right. yeah. <laughs> I've got an email here from CJ in Nebraska who says, "Hey guys, I hope you're y'all doing well." I always feel weird saying y'all because no British person. You've got an no excellent American accent, there, Cardi. Excellent, y'all. I'm not going to do the rest in that. Uh, I had my first weekend that I did not have to work in months this past week, and I decided to celebrate by watching Black Widow and Green Street with y'all. It's done y'all again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's quite a few y'alls in here. I know. I might just, uh, yeah, I might rephrase those. Uh, I really enjoyed Black Widow, but I felt bad for Scarlett Johansson as after waiting a decade or more to finally get her own movie. I felt she was the least interesting part of it. I kind of half agree that it was a bit of a shame. I think she's a fantastic actor, but given we already know how her story ended, I really did not care about her character. I found the new characters Yelena and the Red Guardian far more interesting and enjoyable. I do not think Scarlett Johansson did a bad job or anything and have enjoyed her as Black Widow. I was just not interested in her character anymore. I think Marvel really cheated her by waiting so long to give her a movie, only to then make it after her character arc had closed. I kind of do semi-agree, like, this film would have been a lot better if it had come out five years ago when yep. the film is set. Like, it yeah. would have been... I don't know why they didn't do that. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of monetary scheduling reasons why they couldn't do that. But, yeah, it did feel a bit like an afterthought, didn't it? Like, oh, we've got to give her a film, haven't we? Yep. And they've done it too late. But, yeah, at least we at least we did get one, I suppose. Um, as far as Green Street, now now we're on the stuff that matters. As far as Green Street goes, I'm not even sure where to begin. <laughs> First off, I'm, I'm unsure as who this film is for. <laughs> as from what I understand of Yarl's take, it wasn't very authentic, so I can't imagine it was for the UK. At the same time, though, I can't imagine it was for Americans, given that I probably know a bit more about football than the average American and still understood fuck all of what a firm is and what was going on. <laughs> Do you have something to say there, Al? No. Oh, I thought you were, no, you were just sniggering. Sorry. I'll tell you why. It's because every time you say Yarl, it makes it sound like he's watching these films with his mate called Yarl. <laughs> That's why. So do it again. It's funny. Uh, I don't know if there's one coming up, but we'll see. I'm glad Jesse was there to ask the questions. So I'd otherwise, I'd otherwise, I, otherwise, I would have been totally lost. I did learn a lot, though, such as Americans bruise easily. I bruise very easily, like an absolute peach. Um, don't do someone on the deck. I mean that's just a rule for life. Don't don't hit don't hit someone while they're down. Um, bubbles fly high, <laughs> and in two thousand and five, you could be a school teacher or a pilot and frequently show up to work with a broken face and not be fired. It's <laughs> a very good point. Um, still, all in all, I enjoyed it as a bizarre, borderline surreal experience. Although I think Bob's weird face is going to haunt my dreams. Anyways, sorry for the long email. That wasn't too long. Don't worry. Stay safe and respect the bother. Oh, Do respect bother because he will turn on you like that. Yeah, um, yeah bother is he's a bother. I don't suppose you, have you watched Green Street, Emma? I haven't. I still need to watch yeah. it. I'm going to watch it with you lot though, for sure. Are you? Yeah. Uh, I I pity. You. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Do watch the Prestige before that. That feels like a smarter is. thing to do is watch the Prestige. Yeah, the Prestige is a genuinely <laughs> brilliant film. Um, I know some people have asked us to do more of those because you enjoyed that. I don't know. If maybe sometime we'll do one. or I don't know. I, I enjoy doing it. But then again, I do just enjoy watching films. So I think 
the good thing about watching Green Street as a group is that you don't have to concentrate too much on what's going yeah. on in the film. I think with the prestige, you could you don't miss want to talk over it all. Yeah, yeah, some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was good fun. Uh, if you didn't enjoy it, I'm sorry, but you know it's it's happened now, so deal with it. Too late, uh, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you want to write, if y'all want to write in to the IGN UK podcast, do it IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN I- dot. Com. I hope we have got a listener called Yal, and I hope he writes in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do, Yal. Um, <laughs> Emma, this was lovely to have you here. I'm sure it won't be the last. I think you've done enough to earn yourself another appearance. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, it's not like you're a guest. You're part of the team. Exactly. So we'll be back. And your Skyward Sword never came, unless you just haven't heard your doorbell, and then you won't get it today now, which could be an awful thing. Maybe. It might just be outside on the doorstep and someone may just walk along and pick it up and Ooh, get a free game. That. Uh, are there any whales in Skyward Sword that you remember, Alf? Should um, Emma be worried? I didn't get that far. There's lots of weird-looking uh, birds. Not oh, the whale no. level. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so, sure we'll find out next week. Sorry, my Skyward anyway. Sword is being delivered by Gary at 25 minutes past Ooh. four. So. Come on, Gary. That's very, very specific. That he is. knows exactly when he's going to be there. He's just parked on, outside. Gary. He's waiting for 25 past four. <laughs> um, should we have a bit of that weird uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit cover to, to end the podcast? Not, not well, music. At the end. Oh, my no, gosh. No, like, I think we've done, we've, done en- we've, done enough, we've done enough to Emma today. So. Perfect. Yep. This was fun. Thanks very Thank much. You. Goodbye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.